Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic educator, and practitioner, and your host. At the beginning of each new zodiac season, I offer these audio horoscopes for your sun, rising, and moon signs. If you'd prefer to read rather than listen, you can find written transcripts in my virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to my written seasonal overviews and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. If you enjoy what you hear today and would like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave a great review. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing offerings. Follow the link in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Hello, Taurus. Welcome to Scorpio season. You probably are aware that Scorpio is your opposite sign. And the opposite sign is always a clue that we are dealing with the mirror reflection. And in the symbolic language of astrology, this means other people. And whenever we are talking about Scorpio, if we're talking about Taurus, then we are talking about the realm of your relationships. In the realm of relationship, we often find wonderful mirrors and reflections. And I'm sure that you know this through your vast experience of relating with other people, that everyone is going to bring out different attributes of your personality, the chemistry of different combinations is a potent brew and what comes out of you in one person's company compared to the next has everything to do with what people inspire in you or what they motivate or antagonize or uh, provoke. And over the course of Scorpio season, there's a lot of emphasis for Taurus identified people in the realm of relationship. And so first and foremost, we really need to consider that when we are relating with others, we are relating with ourselves. And I'm sure you've seen the bumper sticker and the coffee mug and the t-shirt and the meme that says the other person is you. Remember that the other person is you. Um, and I could take this to mean a lot of things. Um, we are, of course, completely interconnected, and the notion of selfhood in an individuated, like Western modern way, is a myth. Um, people are also totally different. And um, one of the ways that I make meaning out of that statement is that what happens in relationships is not just a clean and clear transmission of information between two people perceiving one another flawlessly. That never happens. Um, in the space of relationship, we are always perceiving through the lens of our own experience. And our own experience, uh, of course, has been hugely shaped and informed by the experiences of others. And so in the a uh, span of a single conversation with another person, you might have all kinds of emotions and reactions and responses. And the emotions and reactions that you are having 
are yours. And that other person might be behaving in such a way to induce emotions or reactions. They might really be affecting you. Uh, people affect each other very strongly. But what happens inside of your subjective experience in the realm of relationships is yours. Which doesn't mean that anybody is a person for you. And it doesn't mean that any relationship is a relationship that you can thrive or be happy in if only you just you know, work on yourself or something like that. There are plenty of non-complementary combinations out there and plenty of people who uh, intend to do harm and are harmful for other people to be around. So discernment is required, but in the context of your relationship, specifically over Scorpio season, um, I really want to encourage you to ask yourself, especially when things are coming up, especially when there are strong feelings, um, to ask yourself, what do I need to learn about myself in this moment? And you might need to learn how to listen to someone. You might be having an experience where, you know, they're expressing something and then you're having a, a reaction, right? And you can't even really hear them because you feel so activated or you feel so excited or something like that. Um, there may be experiences that you're having where people are really disappointing. You know, they're not, um, <laughs> they're not being how you wish that they would be. And in that circumstance, uh, there's something that you might need to learn about yourself in terms of your expectations, your assumptions, your desires, uh, how long you give to circumstances that are unsatisfying to you, your relationship with attachment, uh, with goodbyes, with boundaries, etc. There are all kinds of ways that we can learn about ourselves in relationships. And by no means am I saying don't make decisions, don't make boundaries, um, that everything that's happening in a relationship is you. Not saying that at all. I'm saying that relationships are highlighted for you over Scorpio season and the uh, emphasis in your solar charts um, really has to do with understanding what is being reflected to you at this time and how you are being invited into your own growth and learning process. Taurus, you are evolving rapidly. And if you've been listening to my horoscopes for any amount of time, you've heard me say that you're goo. You're in a process right now of becoming undone, needing to change in so many ways, going through a lot of innovation in your personality and self-concepts and maybe your body. And in Scorpio season, uh, the ways that you are changing and want to be changing are going to really be uh, noticeable inside your relationships. And I'm going to say, especially inside the commitments that you make in relationships. And while we might consider anyone uh, over the course of this season to be a mirror and reflection, that could include the person that you pass on the street, the uh, server at the restaurant, the, you know, I don't know, anybody, we can consider all of them and the reactions and responses you might be having to just people in general. But specifically here, we're really thinking about uh, commitment and agreement in relationships. And commitment and agreement um, are generally cultivated over some amount of time. 
But I will say that in my experience, we often create contracts with our partners and friends and collaborators the instant that we meet each other. And those contracts are uh, formed on subtle emotional layers and have to do with how we hold our own power and presence and insecurity and vulnerabilities. And you probably have had plenty of experiences like this where you know you meet somebody and right away you feel a kind of way and then you act a kind of way and then a pattern is in place in that relationship and like wow it just keeps happening and it keeps deepening and sometimes that might be wonderful and you're like we were always in love from the moment we laid eyes upon one another and oftentimes that can be really perplexing because it's like wow the moment I saw that person they were unavailable and then I was compelled right like how many people does that happen to they're so unavailable I want them and there you have it that's the pattern right and and that pattern is going to play out for a while so what are the unconscious agreements that you are making in your relationships and how do those unconscious agreements become conscious inside of the relationships? And this is how other people become your mirrors. Because inside, especially of long-term committed relationships, we get into patterns with each other and we co-create those patterns. And when patterns become untenable or when they become really strong in your consciousness, uh, if you're going to work productively with them and not put all the responsibility on the other person and make it all their fault, and then you're not going to learn. So if you really want to learn right now, which I think you do, um, then we have to consider how do we contribute to these patterns, right? What was it that allowed me to make this agreement? And what are the terms of this agreement? And how many times have I made this agreement before? And when was the first time I made this agreement? And how early in my life did I start making these agreements with people? And surprise, surprise, you certainly don't need, need me to tell you this. Our adult relationships, especially relationships with committed partners, romantic friends, <laughs> etc., um, and our business partners and collaborators, right, and work relationships, are so deeply informed by our early relationships with parents and caregivers and so deeply informed by power structures in our lives, including in society, uh, in the ways that we relate through our embodied intersectional existences with authority figures, etc., and of course, our previous relationships and the impact of our previous relationships. This is a period of time for you, Taurus, when you want to make new agreements in your relationships. And that means that you need to be making new agreements with yourself. This is a major theme for you right now, and it is taking up a lot of space in your consciousness uh, throughout Scorpio season. I'm going to say well into next year. But especially in Scorpio season, um, some big themes are being highlighted. And as we move into the season, we are in an eclipse window. We had an eclipse on October 14th, and there is another one coming up on October 28th. This is a full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus, in your sign. This is the last eclipse uh, that will happen in Taurus for another 10 years or so. And it's the last eclipse that will feature the North Node uh, near to your sign. It's not quite in your sign anymore, but over the last two years it has been uh, in Taurus. This is the last one in 20 years. 
Over the last two years, since November of 2021, the North Node, that's an eclipse point, has been moving through the sign Taurus. And so we have had eclipses in Taurus season and also in Scorpio season. As I mentioned, this is the last one. And it is probably useful to reflect on the last two years and what has been emerging for you and changing for you particularly when it comes to your embodied presence and identity, how you feel yourself as a person in a body on earth. All kinds of complexities arise in our bodies and in our embodied existences. And living in a body on planet earth isn't easy regardless, just, you know, the forces of gravity, time, moving objects, our own uh, miscalculations of velocity, it's dangerous to live here, and then you add in the elements of other people and the lineages of trauma that are moving through uh, everybody's consciousness and the vast amount of unprocessed, unrealized, unmetabolized trauma that is very present in our current world and the ways that people are being activated and motivated and compelled. And wow, there's a lot of complexity here in the ways that we embody. Over the last two years, you have been embodying in new ways. And my feeling is that you have been really taking up some more space. You have been accessing your voice, your authenticity, your truth. You have been necessarily getting free of some ideas about who you are and who you were and who you should be and who you're going to be. Um, you have needed to liberate yourself and you are still liberating yourself. And this season, Big themes are coming up around relationships and where you get caught inside of relationships in the agreements that you are part of making with other people. Now, I want to say that we all get caught. Um, it's just part of the psychology of relationships to like get wound up with each other. Um, but we all get caught so profoundly when we are not able to fully be ourselves in our relationships and any elements of, you know, trying to please other people, uh, trying to conform to what we perceive their desires and expectations to be, shrinking ourselves, uh, not saying what we really feel, um, being, you know, like fake or phony or making agreements to commit to things, even though we know it's not really the thing that we want. Um, those are ways that people get so wound up and bound up. And then the relationships really suffer because we aren't present in them. And there's always this feeling of, I can't be here actually as my full self. And resentments emerge and stagnancies come in and people can't be honest with each other and manipulation happens. And then it like feels like poop. So how can we adjust that? How can we shift? Well, it, absolutely requires courageous honesty 
And in order to be courageously honest, there needs to be a sense of secure attachment internally. Um, when we're worried, right, that other people are going to leave us if we're honest, or if we are actually how we are, that nobody is going to want us or something, um, that's a real setup for us to be unhappy and find ourselves in relational terms that are not serving us. So first and foremost, I would say that over the course of Scorpio season, um, really pay attention to what is emerging inside of your relationships and what it's showing you about your a capacity to be with yourself. And if what's coming up is illuminating ways of being that are hard for you to be with in your own self, that's the place to work. Um, it will be easy to get caught up in your focus on other people and what they're doing or not doing and what they're saying or they're not saying. And that's a fool's errand to try and control other people, to try and figure them out. Who knows what's going on with them? You have to be with yourself and notice is what's coming up for you hard for you to deal with. Why? Why is it hard for you to deal with? Is it bringing up parts of you that you don't really like? Is it illuminating insecurity inside of an attachment? Is it showing you where you are fake or false? If you're seeing parts of yourself that you don't enjoy so much, my challenge for you is how can you love yourself and how can you work with yourself so that these parts can either become more integrated and supported or they can uh, undo themselves somehow. And if you're finding like, wow, there are behaviors that are coming out of me that I really don't like and I don't wanna continue, um, what do you need and, and how can you care for yourself that those behaviors are uh, not necessary? So this full moon eclipse on October 28th is a big one, and it is really pulling a lot of focus on your present current relationships, on your relational experience over the last two years. It's asking you to own your power, to own your voice, to own your capacity for honesty and authenticity and transparency. It's asking you to own your decisions, especially when it comes to other people. If you agree to commitments that don't actually align with what you want, that's on you. And it might require an enormous amount of discomfort to ask for a change in the contract or to say, this is actually what I really want. It might be so uncomfortable and you might be risking the relationship or the terms of the current relationship. It might result in changes that need to happen. I'm not promising you any kind of uh, ongoing permanence or stability or happy ending with other people, but I will say that when you take the risk to be honest and to really, um, show up for yourself and not abandon yourself inside of your relationships, you create the conditions for more satisfaction for yourself and for other people. Because if other people are going along thinking that you're agreeing to something that you're actually not really feeling in agreement with, but you haven't spoken up, that's a waste of their time and energy, right? We want to free each other to be in the ways that we genuinely want to be. 
And I would say that this is true in your friendships, in your work relationships, and certainly in your intimate partnerships and romantic relationships and spousal relationships and familial relationships. Um, and in general, this is a time that is pulling a big spotlight onto you and saying, Taurus, this world is relational. You can't survive here without other people. But the ways that you survive with people are infinitely creative. And how you create family and friendships and working relationships and networks and society don't have to be scripted. And it takes an enormous amount of courage to do things differently, but this is the time for you to do things differently. This is the time for you to be honest. This is the time for you to be courageous. This is the time for you to take a stand for who you are and what you want. And if other people are not in agreement, then it is the time for those relationships to change. Embodied astrology has so much going on and podcasts and horoscopes are just the surface. We also offer a variety of transformative exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers who weave together integration and synthesis of astrology with arts, activism, healing, and more. We host a monthly conversation and astrology tea time sharing space, chart reading support groups, and have several study groups where members practice applying astrology towards specific areas in their lived experience, such as chronic illness or parenting. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need them. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and following us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or support the continuation of this work with a one-time or recurring donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy my reading style and want to dive deeper into an embodied experience with astrology, join me every Monday on Zoom for Somatic Space, a weekly class where we work with current astrological seasons, planetary transits, and lunar cycles through embodiment practices, guided visualization, and meditation. Every session includes an astrology overview and tips for observing your own chart placements in the week ahead, and the practices I offer are designed to give you body-based mindfulness support right on time with what's current in the energetic weather patterns. These classes are available by recording if you can't attend live, and if you sign up for a sliding scale somatic space membership, you'll also get access to my ongoing virtual conversation Q&A and resource sharing space. Follow the link in the show notes or head to embodiedastrology.com to learn more. All right, so that first half of the horoscope was kind of intense. Um, I don't know if I'm ever really pleased when I hear um, astrologers, you know, tell me like, now's the time to change your relationships. Like that can be like, whoa, damn, especially if there are um, deep connections and attachments that I'm worried about losing. Um, so I would love to invite you to attend the Embodied Astrology Workshop on the Full Moon Lunar Eclipse, October 28th with Sherry Taylor. Sherry is one of our brilliant facilitators, and this workshop is full on 100% support for letting go and really being with the feelings of letting go. 
This is the third of four sessions that Sherry is offering over the course of 2023 that are working with Saturn's transit through Pisces. This is a transit that uh, started this year and will go through January of 2026. Um, Everybody has Pisces in their chart and where Pisces lands for you has a lot to do with your friendships, with your colleagueships and work relationships. It also has a lot to do with the future and the ways that you are in network and sociality with other beings and the kind of world that you want to live in. And Saturn's transit through this part of your chart is asking you to reimagine uh, what networks and uh, weavings of relationship can look like for you, what family and extended family can look like and feel like for you, what friendship uh, can include. And this workshop is a, by the way, it's a standalone workshop. All of Sherry's workshops are available to drop in, but they also all come together as an arc. In this workshop, she's going to be uh, guiding us to do the work of eulogy practice. Now, Sherry is a death doula, and she is a clinical psychologist, as well as a scholar of myth and symbolism and an amazing astrologer. And so she is uh, very equipped to hold this space. And in the practice of eulogy, what we do is we offer ceremony and devotion to what and who is passing. And we are moving through, of course, a period of time that is so... Um, blatantly full of death and so much unnecessary death. And this is a place uh, for all of us to be with our grief and with our mourning and to hold space for um, the incredible amount of tragedy and unnecessary violence and death in the world. This is also a place for us to come and be with the uh, personal grieving and the need that each of us have in our own lives to let go of ways of being, ways of identifying, ways of relating that are no longer serving us. A week after, on November 4th, Sherry will teach her fourth and final workshop, and this one is really focusing on what happens after the letting go. And in the space of emptiness or chaos, uh, how do we orient and listen to our intuition? How do we create from uh, this kind of unknown afterwards uh, that emerges when attachments have um, been released? I think that these workshops might be very supportive for you. Uh, just a hunch, if they resonate, if these themes resonate, please check them out. Um, if you can't make the live event, you can always get the recording. Uh, whether or not you attend Sherry's workshops, I will say that eulogy practice and creative contemplation of the void and what can be created from spaces of unknown and chaos are really useful places for your reflection uh, as we move into the month of November. The first two weeks of November are rapid fire processing weeks. There are a lot of things happening. There are a lot of moving pieces. And your chart uh, feels to me that there are potentials I would say for enjoyment and pleasure more so than some of the other signs I've been reading for. Um, so that's good news. Uh, I certainly hope it feels that way to you. The first two weeks of November are weeks that are highly creative in the Taurus charts. They are potentially also quite romantic. And so 
it it leads me to say, you know, even in long-standing relationships, um, sometimes change is really hard. And having conversations where it's like, you know what, actually, I've changed, I need something else, can be incredibly challenging. And maybe nobody wants to have those relationship conversations. But often, and especially when we're in relationship with people who, you know, really want the best for us, and we really want the best for them, if we can get through the discomfort of those kinds of conversations, often what happens on the other side is a reawakening of romance and friendship and enlivenment, or a feeling of personal freedom, and a sense of personal possibility as the space gets opened up. And it feels to me that the first two weeks of November are bringing those potentials into your chart. And this feels like a very creative and fertile time for you to be reworking uh, your relational agreements in ways that are playful and spontaneous and again, creative. And when I say creative in this context, I mean there's art here. There's beauty here. There's the sense that you don't need to follow somebody else's prescription or the formula of the status quo. You can feel into what you want and need and create, uh, co-create with others um, situationships that are going to serve you. And I certainly hope that that is the case. Now, not everybody is caught up in the realm of relationships at this time, and so I also want to say that this is a really powerful, profound time for your personal creativity and for putting yourself out in the world in new and different ways. Um, any of you who are artists or writers, or if you have ideas, if you feel motivated and compelled to express yourself in the world, um, these are really powerful weeks for you to access your creativity, your vision, your voice, and to bring that out into social spaces to share with other people. This is also a period of time that feels like a lot of rapid insight is coming into you about how you create the conditions of your relational world and how you want to be acting, reacting, maneuvering, and uh shaping uh, with yourself and with others so that future circumstances are more aligned with what you dream and desire for yourself. There is a new moon on November 13th in Scorpio and the week that follows that new moon brings more and more and more Scorpio uh, into the mix. We're going to have a conjunction of the Sun and Mars on November 17th and 18th. This only happens once every 26 months. So it's the beginning of a new two-year and some change cycle. Uh, the Sun and Mars don't always come together in Scorpio, and Mars is the ruler of Scorpio, so this is a lot of Scorpio. Okay, a lot, a lot of Scorpio. Now, in general, in the world, this means this is a time that's intense. Scorpio is intense flavors, spicy flavors. Um, Scorpio evokes the deep emotional waters, and certainly we are living in a time when there are deep emotional currents getting dredged up. Um, they are tidal. The flow is enormous. And a lot of people are feeling very reactive, very provoked, uh, very moved, and also compelled to do things differently and change and transform. Um, 
because Scorpio is such an important sign for you and because it holds this very important place of other people, a couple of things come up for me in terms of your reading. And so one is just to uh, kind of repeat a lot of the themes that I've already repeated a million times. Um, you are ready for change in your relationships. And especially as we get to the uh, Sun Mars Kazemi, November 17th and 18th, um, this is a point where it feels like some definitive knowing is really present. And the first two weeks of November, it's like rapid fire processing, but then all of that information needs to come out into action. And from November 11th, pretty much uh, through the end of Scorpio season, and especially from the 13th to the 20th, you are taking action in your relationships and the action that you want to be taking um, feels like it that these are actions that understand that there are longer term consequences and so the changes that you are asking for are significant changes in your affect and your personality and your being there may be changes that other people are going through and they are the ones that are informing you that things will be changing but then you are responding um, so please let this be a period of time that helps you come closer to your authenticity, to your truth, and to your deep desires. On November 18th and 19th, which is a weekend, I'll be offering a two-part workshop. I have not been teaching that many workshops this year, so I'm excited to offer this one. And it will be working with Mars and with this uh, upcoming cycle of Mars. Now, this is a cycle that is asking all of us to become a lot more integrated and mature in the ways we work with Mars energy. Mars has to do with drive, with will force, with desire, with passion. It also has to do with anger, assertion and aggression. Um, really, we're getting into the terrain of personal power. And when we work with our Mars, we are working with our effectiveness, with our capacity. Um, and for you especially, this has a lot to do with your effectiveness and capacity with other people and in the realms of relationship and committed partnership. So if you are feeling that you are ready to feel more empowered, to feel more integrated, to feel um, that your drive and your desire and your anger and your aggression and your assertion can uh, integrate, right, and, and uh, be more easily accessed in ways that are empowering for you, check out this workshop. Um, over the course of the next six months until the end of April next year, um, these themes are so present for you, Taurus. And so I'm, I'm not going to give any kind of final conclusion to my Scorpio season reading for you, but I am going to say that from the beginning of this Scorpio season, from October 23rd until the end of April 2024, you are really in a uh, profound and powerful time of reshaping and reimagining what your life can look like in the realms of relationship. And relationship is everywhere. It's in your work, it's in your home, it's in your creative practice, it's in your health, it's in your food, it's in your future. So the more that you can uh, gain 
coherence around the ways that you contribute, that you bring your part into the relationships that you are in, the more satisfying you're going to find them, the more quickly you're going to know when certain people or certain situations aren't for you, and the more easily you're going to be able to say yes and move towards what really is for you. Um, may that be the case. <laughs> All right, if all of this or any of this is speaking to you and you want more detail around the astrology or more ways to work with it, tune in with me every Monday from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific time on Zoom. Uh, I offer a weekly class called Somatic Space where we work with the upcoming week's astrology and we work with the symbolism through movement and meditation and visualization. These classes are very creative spaces. They are very much about embodying the symbolism and I find them to be extremely helpful uh, because astrology is happening all the time and the uh, environmental um, kind of astro climate is bringing in all different waves of feelings and experiences in our collective landscapes and the ways that we practice with astrology in these spaces in my experience um, are, have been very helpful very supportive and very grounding for what is well beyond my control but very much affecting me you can find more information on everything uh, embodied astrology related at embodiedastrology.com. Taurus, I'm wishing you all the best in Scorpio season and beyond. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to your embodied astrology reading for the season ahead. I hope you enjoyed it and will find it supportive. For more information on upcoming astrology, make sure to check out my seasonal overview included in all Embodied Astrology memberships and the monthly newsletter. You might also be interested in my 2023 year ahead readings. Those readings give a big picture of the main themes, opportunities, and challenges in 2023 specific for your sun rising and moon signs. My year ahead readings are now discounted by 75% as we get to the end of the year, but there is still a lot of information in them. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. This work would not exist without a team. Ash Good is our website manager. Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs404 is our visual creative director. Joe Stewart is the office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created the music. Thank you for listening. I'm wishing you all the best in the season ahead.